Uh, professor Lori Eisenberg is with us here at the JCC in Greater Pittsburgh. She's professor of history at Carnegie Mellon. There is uh, something that we spoke about about an hour ago on the air that we passed last night that's being referred to as windscreens on the fence, being referred to as a sidewalk gallery. It is literally um, on the site of last year's massacre at Tree of Life, and it's, uh, and it's um, being shown, or you can see it rather, on the fence that surrounds that property. Professor Lori Eisenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. A pleasure to have you here. You got to tell us how this developed. I mean, I know that one of the saddest parts physically for this community must have been seeing the synagogue closed, seeing it uninhabited essentially, and all the terrible things that needed to be taking place after this terrible tragedy. How did we get to the point where last night people like us are seeing these inspiring scenes and phrases along the fence of Tree of Life. Um, you're right. It was very painful for us to see uh, the synagogue site uh, abandoned, empty, uh, perimeter fence around it to keep people uh, away from the uh, immediate uh, right. doors and windows, and uh, these really uh, ugly blue tarps <laughs> that were hanging along the perimeter fence. And it just gave off an image that said, this place is empty and abandoned and closed for business. And that's not who we are. And the neighborhood has been too loving and supportive of us for us to be comfortable being an eyesore, a blight on the, uh, on the street. So we decided we needed to do something to uh, make it reflect the vitality that we still have and the spirit and the vitality of the 11 people whom we lost. How did you get involved in the whole project? Um, I live about a block and a half from there. I walk my dog by there every night. And I heard some of our neighbors kind of asking kind of hesitantly, so how long are those <laughs> tarps going to be, gonna be <laughs> up there? And uh, we realized the answer is it could be two or three years uh, until, you know, whatever construction we're doing is, is done and we're literally open for business on that site again. And we had been struck by how much artwork we received in the aftermath of the uh, massacre and continue to receive um, in the thousands, right? Well, well, not thousands. I'm talking about literal pieces of big oh, artwork, things it. that are framed, paintings and prints, uh, sculptures, knitted things, fabric arts, uh, quilts, uh, tile mosaics. It had really impressed us how many people turned to art uh, to express really deep feelings. And um, we were looking at those... You know, you saw the length mm -hmm. of that fence, right? Um, and we thought, wow, these are literally blank canvases. And what do you do with a blank canvas? Uh, and we decided you put art on it. <laughs> so we put out a call for uh, young artists, age 18 and under, to create original pieces of artwork uh, which expressed... Um, beauty, faith, community, resilience, healing, strength, optimism, uh, and we had them upload it to us via website in digital form, and then we had a wonderful... Um, nationwide response, right? Yeah, we had a terrific nationwide response. We got uh, 224 pieces of artwork 
108, I believe, 108 of which came from students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Unbelievable. And their uh, their attack had happened only in February. Right. So they were only a few months behind us. So we got this beautiful, uplifting artwork. We worked with a terrific uh, ad agency who pro bono just said they were honored to be part of this campaign. And they designed what looks like uh, a framed art gallery that runs the length of the street. And we popped the uh, pieces of artwork into the frames. Right, It really is beautiful. Uh, Professor Lori Eisenberg is with us talking about this amazing, okay, we'll call it exhibit for a moment that you'll see at the Tree of Life perimeter. There's something significant here. Um, if that building would have remained and, 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 and its perimeter would have remained the way the neighbors didn't enjoy looking at it, in a way some might have considered that a slight, victor, a slight victory for the, for the terrorist. Uh, because look, he he has shut down a synagogue, you know, and and God forbid that that should be the case, and it looks like it's shut down. I, I wonder about the dichotomy between the makeshift memorial, people who come out, like we were here a year ago during Shiva, and you see thousands of flowers and pieces of art and real makeshift art, you know, stuff drawn on the spot, many by students who you know who were here or had sent it along, and you have that, and then and then a year later you have an organized strong, what seems to be and looks strong statement against this terrorist and against hate that now sits in an organized fashion on the fence. I think comparing the two is fascinating a year apart. I, I agree with you, and we were aware of that. I, I don't know if you saw if you got out of your car, but the items that we retrieved from the makeshift memorial mm. are now arranged in a new memorial behind a bank of glass doors and from outside the synagogue, you can still see them. And I think when people come to pay their respects or to visit the site, and they look first at the memorial, which was the spontaneous outpouring of, of well-wishers, and then move along the length of the fence, which you're right, is a year later. It's an organized mm -hmm. response, and I think it speaks. has a strength to it also. Absolutely. Uh, we're saying, you know, we did not choose to be attacked. We did not choose to uh, have this, you know, terrible name recognition around the world now, but we get to choose how to respond to it. And our response was to be strong, was to choose life and positivity and beauty and hope and optimism. Um, the artwork has come from people of all uh, faiths, and uh, we derive no small sense of satisfaction from knowing that our perpetrator would absolutely hate the vitality, Correct. the love, the <laughs> intercommunal relations. Well said. I think the perpetrator would hate the energy that's in this building right now, frankly. Absolutely. <laughs> I will tell you that this community, this Jewish community here has never been stronger. There is so much activity. There are meetings going on, decisions being made, vision. Uh, we're going to create something uh, new and positive and really kind of cutting edge for the 21st century on that site uh, that is really going to serve this community well. And we want people to look and see what we've done. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the 
the, the sites that come after us until we figure out in this country how to stop these kinds of things. Uh, we're not going to let them beat us, and we're going to be a good community for one another and uh, continue moving forward. Tremendous. Are you a lifelong Pittsburgher? I am, actually. I, I like asking about the perspective of people like yourself who are here from birth and have now gone through this have gone through this episode for which Pittsburgh is now internationally known? Well, I'll tell you, I know there's the Stanley Cup and the World Series and there's the <laughs> Super, Bowl. Super Bowl and, you know, it's all very nice. But I have never been more proud to be from Pittsburgh and more proud of the strength and the spirit of this city than I have been in the last year. Wow. Amazing. Can I add something please, for your, for for sure. your uh, listeners, please? Um there is uh, a website where we have created an online gallery of all 224 images that we received. There's mm -hmm. only 101 of them that are, that displayed. are displayed up on the fence. They're and, that, and that was literally a space issue, right? That's a what, literally that's what fit a space there. issue, right. yes. And, and your listeners should understand that um, these pieces of artwork are not hanging somehow on the fence. They've been printed right. onto these windscreens. Um, but they can easily go and... Uh, see the entire gallery. Uh, I'll tell you, um, PGH is the abbreviation for Pittsburgh. Right. So if they just go, it's all run together, treeoflifepittsburgh.org, and you'll see the words there that say um, uh, Hearts Together Gallery. And if they click on that, you can move through all 224 pieces of just really beautiful, uplifting artwork. Amazing. So treeoflifepgh.org. Yes. Hearts Together Gallery. Right. Hashtag Hearts Together at Hearts Together Gallery. Professor Lori Eisenberg, I thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. I thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Go Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> More coming up. You are listening to a very special Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM from the JCC in Greater Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, one year later in memory of those whose yard site will be commemorated this Shabbos, a year after the, uh, the massacre at Tree of Life. This is JM in the AM. <laughs>